0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. From the epistle, Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Most of us understand the danger of anger. We do stupid things when we get caught up in fits of rage. But is all anger bad? Can our anger be righteous at least on occasion? Are we sometimes angry about the right things? If someone wrongs us, isn't it right to be angry about it? There are several reasons that our wrath falls short of God's righteousness, even when it appears to be justified. We can list a few. First, we are more concerned about the personal slight than we are about the overall injustice. We are angry not really because somebody offended God or did not honor those made in God's image. We are usually angry because someone offended me. Second, our anger is inherently vengeful. We don't necessarily want the objects of our wrath to be converted and saved. We want them to pay. This tendency is illustrated by the prophet Jonah. God told Jonah to preach to the people of Nineveh, an enemy of God's people. Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh And call the people to repent because he was afraid that they would. And he knew God would be gracious to them. He wanted them punished. Third, our anger is not fully informed. We do not have all the details. We get mad at someone's attitude or actions. We are usually observing only a small sample of that person's life. We don't see all that that person is dealing with. We're not aware of all the circumstances that inform that person's behavior. We are notable as fallen humans for insisting that others understand us while making less effort to understand others. Fourth, we have a remarkable ability to justify our anger, often in religious terms. Even when we are wrong. A good rule of thumb is that the more effort we spend justifying our anger, the less likely it is to be actually righteous. For these and other reasons, our anger falls short of God's righteousness. Consequently, when we act on our wrath, we tend to act unrighteously. The wrath of man is inherently impatient and impulsive. God is inherently long-suffering. Jonah complained to God, quote, I know that you are a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Jonah wanted summary judgment on his enemies and was not happy that God takes his time. This is frequently our complaint about God's justice in the world. We look at people who seem to be getting away with all manner of evil. We wonder why God is not doing something now. Of course, God is doing something. In his divine wisdom, he has ordered the world in such a way that everyone will get exactly what they deserve, all in God's good time. This is why James counsels us to be patient and reflective about the things that anger us. Let every man be swift to hear slow to speak, slow to anger. This is practical advice that helps to align our anger with God's righteous wrath. In the long run, we're usually glad we didn't act in hasty anger. We are usually glad that we wrote the letter but did not send it, and usually regret it when we did. Our hasty and angry actions merely perpetuate the cycle of injustice. Someone wronged us and in our anger, we wronged them in return. We were paid slander with slander or malice with malice. Thus we went from innocent victim to common participant in the world of sin. As we discussed on the second Sunday after Easter, we respond to sin with righteous behavior. We commit our case to God who justifies us. He has justified us on the cross. He will justify us also in reality in his good time. When we take justice into our own hands and respond in hasty anger, We bring guilt upon ourselves and then we need to repent of our sin before we can even get back to dealing with the injustice we are concerned about in the first place. It is easy to talk about overcoming our unrighteous anger. We can actually overcome anger only by grace. As we experience union with God in Christ through the Spirit, we learn to act the way God acts. For we are being recreated in his image. St. James writes, quote, of his own will, he begat us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. This is a reference to the experience of baptism and conversion of the heart by which God changes us. In baptism, God responds to human sin with grace. It would be strictly just of God to respond to human sin with wrath and judgment. However, as Romans says, GOD God DEMONSTRATES HIS LOVE FOR US IN THAT WHILE WE WERE STILL SINNERS, CHRIST DIED FOR US. THIS EXPERIENCE OF GRACE CHANGES THE WAY WE ACT TOWARDS OTHERS. WHEN GOD, WHO HAS EVERY RIGHT TO recompense OUR WRONGDOING WITH WRATH AND RIGHTEOUS JUDGMENT, SAYS INSTEAD, THY SINS BE FORGIVEN, rise and walk, we learn to act this way towards others as well. When God meets our sin with grace, not once or twice, but every single time we come to the altar of God over the years and decades, we come to be formed by grace. How can we freely receive the gift of grace at the altar and then claim that we are justified in our anger towards another? Grace teaches us that our anger is never about the person we are angry with. Our anger is always about us. Sin makes us empty and needy so that we depend upon the love and approval of others. When we do not get that love and approval, we get hurt and angry. How dare you do that to me? Grace makes us whole. It fills us. It makes us less needy and more able to give. IT ENABLES US TO SEE THAT THE SIN OF ANOTHER AGAINST US IS NOT ABOUT US, IT IS ABOUT THE HEART OF THE PERSON. THUS WE ARE ABLE BY GRACE TO RESPOND WITH GRACE TO THOSE WHO ANGER US. WE ARE NOT COMPLETELY WHOLE OR HOLY YET we are in the process of being made whole. Thus, our ability to refrain from unrighteous anger depends upon our continuous experience of God's grace in the life of prayer. We must purposefully, as a rule of life, be swift to hear God's word, slow to speak in wrath, slow to act unrighteously. The gift of grace makes us a kind of first fruits of God's creatures. It is our vocation to be witnesses for grace in the world. We are called to take what we have been given by God and to give it to others especially those others with whom we are angry. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost.